Welcome back, Radio Entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes, filling in for Jeffrey Davis and Jonathan Friedman this morning. Excited to be back with you in the studio, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest, James Rolke, Director and CEO of Revelation Biosciences. Welcome, James. Hi, Nathan. Thanks for having me. It's great. It's great to have you. Thanks for joining. Why don't you start by uh, just telling telling us about Revelation Biosciences overall? We'll get into your background and uh, what the company's up to after that. But um, start by giving the uh, listeners and viewers an overview of the company, if you don't mind. Sure. So Revelation Biosciences was was founded in May of 2020. Uh, we actually started the company at the you know just as the COVID nineteen pandemic was starting to get going. Uh, but we didn't want to be a COVID-19 specific company, we were, but we wanted to develop products that would have potential as, uh, as, as therapies and, 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 and util, in tools for the pandemic. Uh, but we, again, we wanted them to be pan-viral in nature, meaning working across multiple virus types. And so we actually started the company on the diagnostic, um, the Revit kit, which is our universal screening tool that gives you a yes, no answer. It tells you what, if you have a respiratory viral infection hmm. period, regardless of virus type. So if you have influenza, COVID, or some other virus type, it'll tell you if you have a, a, a if you're sick or not. In terms of the, the therapeutics, we, we set out to develop again, pan viral. We have our flagship program. It's known as RevTX99A. And that works as both a, or we're developing it as both a prevention and a treatment for respiratory viral infection, regardless of virus type. We also think that the same technology, which led to RevTX99B, would be useful as a treatment for chronic nasal congestion due to allergies and other underlying conditions. And then lastly, an earlier stage program called RevTX200, also based on the same platform technology, is useful as a uh, as an, an intranasal adjunct and intramuscular vaccine to produce an overall better immunization. And that one's actually becoming, frankly, very important because it's, it, it improves the existing intramuscular vaccines. All of the COVID vaccines are intramuscular vaccines. And what happens is when you give an intramuscular vaccination, you get a really strong body response, a systemic response, but you don't get a strong mucosal response, meaning in your nose. And since most viruses enter through the nose, it would be advantageous to have that mucosal protection as well. And RevTX 200, when you give it concurrently with an intramuscular vaccine, will give you the best of both worlds and will overall give you better immunization and protection. Interesting. Well, those are some uh, really exciting products that you guys have, and I, ha I definitely have some more questions on those. But uh, before we get into all that, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background. Uh, what got you into this? Uh, what led you to uh, be leading Revelation Biosciences? Sure. So so my, my background is I'm actually a chemist, but I've been working in the pharmaceutical field for about 30 years, uh, my experience really spans all areas and phases of drug development from discovery all the way through to approval and commercialization. Uh, the, uh, prior to Revelation, I was actually chief scientific officer at La Jolla Pharmaceutical Company, where we brought two life-saving drugs, Giapreza for severe hypertension and artesanate for malaria um, from discovery through approval. And so when when I left La Jolla, I, I actually was in the, was interested in starting a, you know a new company, 
and COVID-19 occurred. And it, it, interesting, it's an actually interesting story. We started the company again on the diagnostic and it was because our chairman, Dr. George, Dr. George Tidmarsh, was uh, having a conversation with one of his colleagues at Stanford and the, the, his colleague was pining on the fact of when did breast cancer surgery become elective? And he was, he, was, he was really pining on the fact that there weren't enough tests to allow people to come in and to have necessary, uh, necessary procedures done um, you know, in the medical environment. And so we put our heads together and said, well, gee, there's got to be a better way we could develop a universal screening tool mm -hmm. that just simply allows one to screen themselves. You don't really care what you have because you, you, you don't want to go to visit your grandmother in a nursing home, for example, or go out if you have influenza. Influenza is, is, is a, a very deadly virus as well. And so we wanted to develop a universal screening tool that allowed us to, to uh, screen large numbers of people very rapidly. And that led to the, the diagnostic. Um, and I can tell you a little bit more about more of that about that later on. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that, that's how I got into, into starting Revelation. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe uh, that would be a good segue to to talk more about um, the diagnostic tool, how it works, um, and and some of the other um, uh, things you mentioned earlier as well. You know, what stage are each of these at? What stage is uh, the company at overall? Great question. So, so the diagnostic, the, the all of our products are actually based on measurement or modulation of what's called the innate immune response. So just very briefly, the innate immune response is our body's natural first line of defense against any type of infection or inflammation. And it works through the upregulation of proteins known as cytokines and chemokines. And so when a, when a pathogen such as a virus enters your nose, it'll interact with receptors in your nose, activating the innate immune response which ultimately leads to recruitment of what's known as the adaptive immune response. The adaptive immune response is what leads to the production of antibodies. And that's sort of a little bit of a background just so your, your, your listeners understand the context of the-, the, the Biology products. 101. Yes, and so, uh, so the, 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 the diagnostic is based on measuring the body's response to an infection. And so that's why it's able to detect multiple virus types. So we don't care if you have influenza, or if you have COVID, or if you have RSV, or insert virus name here, what we actually care about is whether or not you're sick. And so the way the test works is, is you swab the lower portion of your nose, to just the nares. You take that sample, you apply it to a sample application pad. It looks very similar to a pregnancy test kit. It's a, it's a lateral flow assay device. You apply it to a sample application pad. You wait 15 minutes. And at the end of 15 minutes, you get a visual readout that says, yes, I have an infection or no, I don't have an infection. And so you can you can see the utility of that. That would allow people to test themselves on a regular basis um, and make informed decisions about whether or not they can go out. OK, I'm sick today. I probably should stay home and not spread my germs around or I'm not mm -hmm. sick. I can go about my daily business. And again, it, you, you, you don't want to go out if you have the flu any more than you want to go out if you have COVID. And so then flip, flip, and so where we are with that is we are actually just to wrap up the diagnostic is, is we've completed the development work, and we're in the process of doing the, the 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 final clinical and and product evaluation to be able to file for 
uh, for marketing approval, which we plan on doing in the early part of 2023. Um, just one other thing on the diagnostic. Uh, the we did some preliminary testing where we we collected samples from 190 different subjects and what we showed in that 190 different subjects is, is that we had 100 percent correlation with with uh pcr for covid meaning no one with an active replicating sars cov 2 virus was allowed to slip through our test on That's the contrary good. we we actually had a 15 or excuse me a 14 percent false positive rate meaning what it says is our test says you're sick PCR for COVID says you're not, but if you then test those people for additional virus types, what you find out is, is in fact, they are sick. They have the, they have either influenza, uh, a rhinovirus, or another coronavirus. And so our kit is actually working the way we had intended it and in, when we yeah. developed it as a universal screening tool. That makes sense. So, and then just very, just going on to the, 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 um, the therapeutic products. So same thing, what we what we set out to do is just develop products that stimulate your innate immune response. So it basically creates a biologic shield to infection. And so the way RevTX99 works is the active ingredient is a molecule called FAD. FAD is short for phosphorylated hexacylated disaccharide. That's a mouthful. <laughs> um, but it, the way it works is, is it stimulates, it stimulates uh, receptors known as toll-like receptor four that's widely expressed in your nasal mucosa. So you give it you give it intranasally as drops, and you stimulate the, the toll-like receptor four that activates a particular pathway in the innate immune response that leads to the production of multiple protective cytokines. Protective cytokines being uh, interferons, interferon-related proteins, and other protective cytokines, and not inflammatory cytokines, which I think people have heard and read about in the news, which, you know, such as IL-6 that lead to bad outcomes. Right. And so we actually conducted a phase one clinical study with RevTX99 in healthy volunteers, where we looked at not only the safety, but we also had an, the, the opportunity to look at the activity of the drug uh, as measured by cytokine upregulation. And what we showed in that study is, is, in fact, that the drug is very well tolerated from a safety perspective. There were no significant or serious adverse events. Everything was mild. And then the other thing we showed is, is we showed we showed significant upregulation of, of key protective cytokines versus placebo. Um, so based on that, we actually are, we actually have started and actually completed enrollment of a phase 2B virus challenge study and just so your uh, your viewers understand what a virus challenge study is it's when you have basically healthy volunteers come in and they 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 volunteer to allow us to make them sick and so what uh, in that particular study we give RevTX99 prophylactically so you give the, you give the drug prior to inoculation with a virus type and in this particular case we're inoculating people with the H3N2 influenza virus. And so we've completed, and, and so the outcome from that study, I should say, is as you're looking for a reduction in the rate, duration, and severity of the, the, the viral infection for those treated with RevTX99 versus those treated with placebo. Uh, and again, we have completed that study and we're actually anticipating the, the top line results from that study. Um, in early Q2 of this year. 
Uh, so we're very excited as a company about that. If if the results from that study are positive, then we'll we'll move into those later stage studies, uh, probably an additional phase two B study to further understand and optimize the dose and dosing regimen, and then move into a phase three registrational study to get the drug approved. Interesting. That's all very exciting and some some really groundbreaking stuff. Um, would would love to have you come back at a later date and, and talk to us about the the progress of everything. Um, before we, we wrap, I did want to uh, ask as well. Um, you know, we, at our, on our show, we love to try to import, impart knowledge upon uh, other business owners and entrepreneurs that may be watching and listening. Um, everybody knows launching a new business is is, is difficult. Uh, launching during the pandemic, I'm sure doubly so. Um, do you want to talk about any of the uh, possible, you know, trials and tribulations that uh, you've gone through over the past few years to uh, bring it to where it is today? Sure, sure. So it's also a good question, and 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 I can give you a reasonably good answer. So, you know, when when we when we started the company, you know, we we actually started it on it about we had a one million dollar seed round for financing, and and you know you have to stretch and make every dollar count when you're starting a business, right? And so that's that's really really one of the keys. And so with that million dollars, you know, we identified. And, and developed in-house some the, the formulation technology that led to led to the RevTX 99, as well as advanced the the diagnostic, which again is where we started the company. And based on the the four or five months worth of work that we did with that million dollars, we were able to then go out and raise an additional amount of money. I, I think it amounted to about twelve million, roughly dollars, and we used that money. Um, to complete the phase one clinical study that we had actually originally started with it, with the seed money to lead to that data that I just described. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, from there, we, uh, we, 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 our ultimate goal was to eventually go public. And we, we explored a number of avenues from IPO to reverse merger, to, to merging with a, with a special purpose acquisition company. And we ultimately wound up merging with uh, a SPAC known as, as Petra Acquisition Incorporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that occurred late, well, actually it occurred early this year. Uh, uh, unfortunately, timing is everything. And I guess that's one of the things <laughs> you just have to, you, you just have to stick to your knitting. So, we, you know, we, we reverse merged right at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And we really couldn't have picked the worst time to become a publicly traded company because as I'm sure all of your listeners are, are, are patently aware, the stock market in general went down. Yes. Yeah. And the biotech market in particular took a massive hit, mm-hmm. um, you know, losing, lo- losing greater than 60 to 70% of, of its value in a lot of companies. Um, you know, so we were not immune to that, even with good data where we were not immune to it. And right. my right. advice to everybody is a steady hand on the tiller as a, as a sailor would say, it's uh, you have to just, you know, believe in what you're doing, you know, be creative and just keep working at it right until you get to, you know, until you get to the next, you know, until you weather the storm and you get to the next value inflection point. And that's what we're doing as a company is, is we believe in our products and we're going to continue to work towards them. You know, I'm not keeping, I I don't watch the stock price on a daily basis because if I did, I would drive myself insane. I just (laughs) do what I do best, which is develop products. Well, great. I think that's great advice for, uh, 
entrepreneurs and business owners at any stage of their uh, their business. Um, James Rolk, Director and CEO of Revelation Biosciences. Uh, James, if people want to find out more about Revelation Biosciences, uh, about some of the products you guys are working on, things like that, uh, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, it's it, the best place to go is, is to go to our website. It's, it's revbiosciences.com. That's R-E-V-B-I-O-C, B-I-O-S-I-C-E-I-N-C-E-S, revbiosciences.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's all kinds of information on there about the, the technology that goes into our products, some of the data, uh, as well as our corporate presentation and corporate context. Great. Well, thank you, James. I really appreciated you joining this morning. And uh, like I said before, hope that you can come back, you know, in maybe six, 12 months, tell us how everything has progressed. And uh, we'd, we always love to get updates. I, I would I would love to do that. You know, hopefully by then we'll have the drug, you know, well through the next clinical study and, and, and uh, have demonstrated the utility of, you know, the products that we're working on. And, and hopefully they'll be, you know, well on their way to approval. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thanks again, James. Uh, this has been Radio Entrepreneurs, and we'll be back with more on Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you. Bye.